here to say Who won it from the jump? We can't make it exactly what you want Came here to say that you don't really want it with us yeah. We love you know We came here to say that you don't really want it with us yeah. Yeah. The sports show Actually did it. Uh -oh. He actually did Listen, it. I'm surprised I got any voice left two year after yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yesterday was definitely a good good time. But welcome back to the latest episode of the Year Sports Show. I am your host, Big Baby, aka the Soul of R and B. And to my right, I'm sorry, no. To to my bottom left, joining us from the Job Chairs Podcast, the Boss Man. Sir Wilkins. What's up, guys? How are how is everybody? Pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. Real good. See you in your real peach shirt, peach tank top. Yeah, I had to change out the work shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Can we just talk about his suit yesterday? Oh, thank you. Suit game was on point. Suit, suit game, game was, 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 was real fleeky yesterday. And I, I tried, I tried to get my Adam Pierce, um, Cody Rose on. <laughs> and that's, listen. And that's mm -hmm. and that's tough because usually Wilkins Wilkins has to usually work around you know Mr. Martinez over there who's usually got a crispy suit game so you know Wilkins 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 was on point. Mr. Martinez, the person at one uh, at the federated, show, right? Yeah, he yes. is federated. He has basically that whole roster. <laughs> so, but to my bottom right, we had the voice of a generation, Pete Rosado. Hello, hello, everybody. What's up? And the top right, we have the queen. 25K Tay, what's going on? What's good? What's good? Here. Finally came off the missing persons report yesterday. We're so happy. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. No. I mean, I had a really great time yesterday. I'm not really um, familiar with the scene ever so having the time to go out and celebrate the industry that is pro wrestling with some of my favorite people um it was it was a sight to behold i should have did a vlog <laughs> yeah you, you should have still do vlogs that would have been great and like a one minute tiktok thing like trying to holler at somebody and then not and then like seeing people <laughs> who i haven't seen in years and then man like oh it it would have it would have been good I would have edited it for you. It it's been yeah. uh, it's it's my game. everybody edited. had like a everybody had like a WordPress. <laughs> that would have been like at the end. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but guys, how's everybody feeling? How's everybody week? This um it's been a crazy week for all of us at some some point. Tay, you finally home for for the next for a little while. Um it's about time. How long are you at home for? How long I'll be? I'll be home for like twenty-four days. Oh, wow! You, you off, off? Yeah, I'll be home for twenty-four days. Home, as in like not on a plane, but not home as far as I'm not working. I will be working. I do have oh. to. I'm coming up. Um, I'm going to Mexico in November, and then Bahamas in December. Okay, oh, that is awesome. Nice. Living the life. I'm trying to be like you when I grow up. 
the girl trip. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. No, I was trying to be like you yesterday, Wilkins. You had no shirt on. I was like, I can't think like this. I and mind you, you and mind you, we, we, we like say that. Oh my god. We say that. We say we want to be like Tay. We say we want to be like Tay when we grow up. But little do we realize Tay is doing all of this at the tender age of 25. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, Pete. <laughs> Pete makes me feel so good about myself. Thank you. <laughs> nah, because Pete was about to, to about to get a house call from you because he wasn't answering us. Uh-huh. I was about to pull up to where you live in the Bronx, right? I was about to make an I was supposed to be in the Bronx today anyway. So for what? Have to go uniform shopping. <laughs> <laughs> My brother, she, she goes to a, a private school and there's only one store in the Bronx that carries her uniform. Is yep, it cookies? Yep. No. No. No, no. I know exactly yeah. where it's at. It's right off it's right off of Westchester like Square. I'm it's sorry. It's right off of Westchester Square here in the Bronx. Lynn O'Hara. Yes, Lynn O'Hara. They do all the Catholic school and private school uniforms. Like in, in, in August, they have a line literally two blocks long because it's ridiculous. Well, thank you. They are treating me like a queen. I had I had the royal treat me yesterday, guys. Thank you so much. <clears throat> Dre went and got me some water. He got me two waters. He gave me a parking spot. <laughs> yeah, you got there just in time for a parking spot? Oh, man. Yeah, I got a parking spot. I got, I was wing woman. And um, I got a chance to meet people's girlfriends. It was really, it was really a great experience. My only downside was that it was outside and I do not do outdoors. Okay, and, and and only one person that was missing from us was it's BK Matt. Matt. Um, shout out to BK Matt. He's on assignment. He'll be back. If I time. had if I had more time, I would have went down to where, East Bubblefuck, wherever he lives. I would have got him. Yeah, it would have been it would have been a truck, and we'd threw him in the truck, and we'd brought him down to Brooklyn. That's mm-hmm. it. Just to sit outside and sweat. Somebody sweat all over me yesterday too, which was not. Oh <laughs> no! Oh, that's bad. Hey, yo, it's, it's COVID and monkeypox out here. Somebody and sweating then on you? Lawrence lost mad weight. I didn't even notice him. And then he was wearing a long sleeve shirt. And it was like 115 degrees. And then he picks me up in front of everybody. So he's on my shit list. Oh, God. But today we have a uh, very good show. Very, very good show today. Like I said, we have Sir Wilkins joining us. Um, this is a mostly NFC East um, show today, except the exception of the little green man in the bottom right corner. But um, that's right, Jets Nation, baby, Jets Nation, all day. It's a very sad. Say that out loud. It's that's very sad. Yes, I know. I'm, I'm very proud of my Jets. Listen, <laughs> my, listen, my quarterback, my quarterback, even injured, is still better than Daniel Jones. I'm just saying. I keep saying that don't, don't say much. That don't mean much. My quarterback better than Daniel Jones. That's like saying crack is better than heroin. I mean, crack is better than heroin, but yeah. it's not. You I'm just <laughs> Who okay, <says> Peter. <laughs> Sound like you're telling us a lot about your life right now, <laughs> <laughs> But let let's get right into today's topic, right?
we were speaking about um, our teams. So, what are your predictions for the upcoming NFL season? Who's going to take that leap? Um, I hate to ask, but Peter, you you tell me who's going to make that that leap and be realistic about your expectations, please. Thank you. Well, honestly, I think the Denver Broncos are the Denver Broncos are going to definitely make a huge leap. Uh, this year with the addition of Russell Wilson. That defense is incredible. I definitely think the Denver Broncos have what it takes to win uh, that West. But I also think they're going to be challenged by a team that is ready to take that next step, and that is the Los Angeles Chargers. That, I think, is going to be the biggest team that take that next step. I think they could definitely be like a Cincinnati Bengals with a Joe Burrow that took that next step. So for me right now in the in the AA, in the AFC, I think it's the Denver Broncos and the Chargers. In the NFC, it's a little bit tough to look at because there's a lot of deficiencies on a lot of teams in the NFC. I think you're going to see a lot of teams take steps back more than you're going to see them take steps forward. Um, but honestly, the team that I think is the most primed to do it, just looking at the star power that they have on their team, if they all uh, actually perform, which we all know for this team is – very rare to happen. I think the Dallas Cowboys have the opening that they need to be a top team. Uh, the Giants and the Eagles have a lot of deficiencies going into this season. Uh, and I don't think we expect really a lot out of the commanders at all. The Cowboys have the most star power. But again, the stars don't always line up for the Cowboys. They always underperform. Uh, but this is going to be the year. They have a wide open road to be able to not only win that division but to be a very good team in the playoffs i think it's a very weak nfc and they have an opportunity to do something uh but they're gonna have to really do something they don't do and that's play up to expectations queen your thoughts on on um that current nfl season first of all i want to say shout out to rin um from wrestle rap podcast his co-host is one of my best one of the best people I know and one of the dearest people to my heart. So I just want to say what up to Angelio. Um, for the 2020 season, right? The NFC East is at 2022. 2022. 2022. Yeah. You like said 2020. I said 2022. You can't get the other two out. <laughs> okay. The hell? Um, the NFC East is ass. So. I think the Dallas Cowboys, um, I haven't seen any improvements to their roster to make me feel like they're going to go any further than where they've been. Um, the Commanders, I think, may be a sleeper for the division. Um, of course, uh, I do agree with you that the Giants and the Eagles both have their deficiencies. But where I disagree with Pete, I feel like the Cowboys are expected to kind of take the NFC East with that, with the star power that they have. You know well, will they go any further than that? No. That's just how I feel, right? Um, as far as teams and the entire landscape of the NFL, I feel like you still got to worry about the Bills. You still got to worry about the, the Bengals. You still got to worry about the Rams. And you still got to worry about the Bucks. Where, whereas I do not feel like Tom Brady and the Bucks are as big of a threat as they've been over the past couple of years, anytime he's on the field, 
you have to take him seriously. So I do believe that the Broncos definitely got better with my favorite quarterback, Russell Wilson. But do I think that they're going to do enough to make noise in their division? I'm not sure. Um, I don't know if we see that dominating Denver Broncos defense that we saw seven years ago when they won the Super Bowl. But I do feel like they, that they are as good. They are much better than they've been, which is not really saying much. Um, if I had to say prediction-wise, um, I feel like this is the Bills' year. I feel like Josh Allen was one heartbreaking play away from the Super Bowl. And I feel like if they would have played against the Rams, I feel like the Bills could have beaten the Rams. And that's period. They were a better team. And the Chiefs are not as I, I wanna I, it's it'll be interesting to see your Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs play. Somebody's background is really distracting. Hold on, let me see. Yeah, that was welcome. Okay. All right. So um I believe if we're looking at the best of the NFC and the best of the AFC, we have to look at the Bills as to me as the best of the AFC. The Rams, to me, are still the best of the NFC. I do feel like the Packers are going to be impressive, as they usually are. They have a young core of receivers now that that Aaron Rodgers has to work to get that chemistry with. Um, do I still feel that they may be a little bit better off? I do. Um, I do think they will beat the Bucks team this year if they ever went head-to-head in the playoffs. Um, but me, my full prediction, I feel like the Bills will take it all, if not the Bills and the Rams. So you think a, a bad year for Burrow? Because I'm, I know you're a big Burrow fan. I'm a huge Burrow fan. Huge. So you Burrow. think you think the Bengals take a step back? I think the Bengals were. I, I'm not sure if it was fluky. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. I have to see them in another season because for for some reason they they did not feel like it did not feel like the Bengals belonged the way that I felt that the Chiefs belonged when they were a young team coming into their own. You get what I'm saying? The Bengals had a rocky year last year. Let's not front. They kind of got it together towards the end of the season. And they kind of benefited off of, you know, other teams' mishaps. Right. To me. And I'm, I'm a huge Burrow fan. was a huge Burrow fan since LSU. So, um, do I'm not sure. I, the thing is, they're my, my dark horse for the, for the season. But I don't think... Putting it again, I I can't see them beating the Bills. I just can't. I think the Bills are going to be playing with that chip on their shoulder this year. I think last year was I think the last playoffs was um any team either I thought any team coming from that game would have won the Super Bowl because that's one of the best um championship games I've ever seen. The Chiefs Bills, right? Yeah. Yes. So you know. The Chiefs losing to the, the Chiefs lost to the Bengals. They did not play yeah, their sorry, best game. Chiefs Bengals, sorry. Chiefs Bengals. Yeah. Um, the Chiefs did not play their best game. And I think that their production will wane. They're not the same team as they were a couple of years ago. So I feel like um, the Bills need to be in that Super Bowl this year. They're also not going to be able to beat up on their own division. Yeah. No, not at all. Like, that's been the biggest thing for the Chiefs. The Chiefs have been able to beat up on that division. They beat up on the Oakland Raiders. They beat up on the Denver Broncos. 
um, and then and then the Chargers, the Chargers haven't been really great. They've been good, but not great. And so when you're able to get six wins in a season, um, just by beating up on your division most of the time, that's a good thing. But now I, I honestly believe all four teams in that division are really good. And, and I think the Raiders are really good, and they're the worst of the bunch, in my opinion. But I still think they're a very good team as well. This could be a division where I think any team can win that division, but no one's going to be able to beat up on each other. And I think that's really going to hamper the Chiefs. Agreed, agreed. Sarah Wilkins, what are your thoughts? Um, I think we, we spoke about, and the, uh, this is super NFC. We're super New York here. Uh, but it's, it's very interesting. But one of the teams I, I, nobody really mentioned was um, the Jacksonville Jaguars. And granted that they're not going to win a Super Bowl next year, this, this season coming up. But as an Eagles fan, we all know I love, I love and praise the Eagles. Doug Peterson really turned around that franchise for that time that he was there. He made some mistakes on his way out, but he was the reason why you had Carson Wentz looking like a star player out there on these streets and Nick Foles taking us to, to win the Super Bowl. So him being that coach for Trevor Lawrence is going to is gonna be a huge, huge thing. Because I, I feel he's one of those guys that understands quarterbacks and knows how to take, make sure that they get the best out of, out of what they're doing, and and hides their flaws, and like makes their whatever the plus side of them look amazing. Because Jalen Hurts was out here doing okay in his first season. I'm not a big Jalen Hurts fan, and, not, and mm-hmm. I have my own reasons why behind that. But when you look, when you look at that team, it's a solid team. Once again, I'm not saying they're gonna win the Super Bowl, but I see them being competitive in this upcoming season and, and maybe finishing eight and eight. But I think, I feel like they'll be to have the biggest jump overall because of Doug Peterson. And, and then actually watching that a couple of the preseason games, you saw Trevor Lawrence getting that confidence in the, that, that he needs to, to play NFL football. You know what I mean? So I, that's, that's my go-to for, ha- for having the biggest jump. And also, my dark horse this season, and I don't know why nobody said these these guys. That black and silver Las Vegas Raiders, do you not understand? They're about to kill next season. They are about to kill. Oh, no, no, no. You're making that face. You're making that face, Tay. They're about to kill. Because you spoke about Josh Allen. Who's Josh Allen wide receiver? Who's there? Who's there? Who's there? Number one. Um, oh, what is his name? What is his name? What is his name? Um, I just. What is his name? We know. We know. I, I'm I'm stuck on it right now. Pete, what is um? Diggs. We, we know. It's homeboy. Huh? Not Stephon Diggs. It is. Yeah. It's it Diggs. Is Diggs. It's Diggs, and the reason why I bring that up is because once Diggs started killing. Josh Allen started killing. So we got Adams right now on the Raiders. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge, huge deal. People are, people are, people underestimate how what, what a wide receiver does for a quarterback. The, and, and then, you know, you can argue you don't need a superstar a wide receiver to win a championship because defense, at the end of the day, wins championships. But 
Devontae Adams being over there for the Raiders is gonna is gonna is a huge deal for me personally because of what he's about to do over there. He ain't he ain't missed a step last season. I don't think he's gonna miss a step this season. So the Raiders are my my dark horse to win the Super Bowl. That's that that's just for me. Derek Carr ain't no damn Aaron Rodgers. But Derek Carr will look, like, look like Aaron Rodgers, though, with Devontae Adams. <laughs> My thing about Derek Carr, Derek you Carr. Know is, how I, you know how I feel about Aaron Rodgers. We know. We know you don't like, okay. you don't like, you don't like homeboy. I think he said he's talking to his parents again. Okay, so I might reconsider. I think he said something on a podcast about considering – Reconnecting with his parents, I'm like, oh, yeah, because he knows that that karma, that karma. Yeah, now he just need to cut his hair. No, he did. Um, he, he did the um, what's the thing called? That EMT, MTM, whatever the thing is. He took the mushrooms, yeah. and you start seeing Jesus and yeah. God, and you died a couple times. That's what he did. So now he's, he's got a better place. <laughs> the funny part. So you say the Raiders, and I like Derek Carr, but Derek Carr has been injury prone for a while. Um, and that's partially because his offensive line has been garbage. So who's to say that the Raiders are going to, you know, fix it up? But my dark horse, and it's not really a dark horse, but the way they played last year, you, you it's kind of shaky, is actually the Bucks. And I must tell you why they're a dark horse. Tom Brady is older, and we keep saying, and I know we keep saying, oh, Tom Brady's older, but he can still play for forever. That's fine, but we looked at last year and we looked at the offensive line for the Bucks, and they didn't do anything to it. They, they didn't do anything to it. Tom Brady threw a bunch of picks last year as well, but that's because he was rushed. He wasn't just throwing the ball all willy-nilly. He was rushed. They lost Antonio Brown. Not saying Antonio Brown was the biggest of deal, but that Antonio Brown took the pressure off of Mike Evans. The running back comes in 100 pounds, almost like 50 pounds, almost overweight. Um, you don't have Gronk this year. Did they really ever really fully have Gronk, though? Not really, but that, that was his, um, Brady's safety belt, his little blanket right there. So even if you didn't really have Gronk, Gronk on the field all the time, Brady knew that when it was time to go, Gronk was there. Um, I can't question their defense, but they lost a lot of people in free agency because of their defense. I think the Bucks did what they needed to do, though. I think that's the big thing. So how are they your dark horse to win, though? I'm just trying to make the correlation. They're still my dark horse to win because you still cannot count out Tom Brady. Tom Brady has done more with less throughout his whole career. We've seen this. We've seen it get done. We've seen him win Super Bowls against teams that he wasn't the best his team wasn't the best team. But he also lost to the team that was supposed that to he, be. Right. My team. He also lost to the Philadelphia Eagles, too. Let's, yeah, let's only, put that out. Only once. Yeah, well, I think well, that's... Well, well, we still won. Well, yeah, I think the thing is, you know, the, the Bucks. We, we beat him twice. Tom Brady can't catch the ball. It was miracles. Two miracles? One miracle, okay, but two? It was one miracle. One miracle. 
It was one miracle. Dude, the second time, right, I'll give it to y'all. But that 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 first one, it was like, oh. yeah, y'all was a miracle too. That was a big. Oh, no, 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 no. It made me believe. It made me, it made me turn because I'm, I, you know, I'm atheist. It made me believe again. Listen, Philly <laughs> no, special. No, it did not. No, it did not. You know, listen. Yeah. All I know is Doug Peterson. That day. I'm like Jesus. Anything could happen. Doug Peterson definitely watched, definitely watched the Little Giants before Philly won that Super Bowl because he definitely got inspiration from the annexation of Puerto Rico on no, uh, he, on that on that. No, Philly he special. watched the New York Giants beat Tom Brady twice. No, 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 I think he watched that game all night long. He said, like, "We're gonna do this. Mm-hmm. Where's, Ty, where's Tyree at? We're gonna have him do a speech." Right. right. <laughs> but I mean, listen. I think I think the Bucks. I think the Bucks. You kind of saw the dissolution of that once Bruce Arians decided to walk away. I think mm-hmm. they they accomplished what they needed to accomplish. They got that Super Bowl. Brady did what he needed to do. I I don't think Brady's even going to play with the same kind of fire. I was honestly surprised that he came back. And um, you know, to me, it was surprising that he came back. I thought he could. I thought he was truly going to walk away. And I kind of thought he should have walked away. I mean, I think the biggest problem with athletes is they don't. They don't know how to walk away before the time is up. And I think, you know, Brady could have walked away with that with that legacy intact. And I and I worry if him not getting to the playoffs this year or him, you know, not having a, a decent playoff run is going to affect that legacy of his nope. in that last season when he could have walked away on mm-hmm. on top. Mm-mm. You know, not kind of walked not you know, he's not gonna he's not gonna go to the Super Bowl. I'm gonna say that now. I don't think I think the Tampa Bay Bucks will probably win their division. They'll probably win their division because there's not much else going on mm-hmm. in the NFC South. I mean, unless the Carolina Panthers shock the world or the New Orleans Saints shock the world, there's nothing going on in that division. Um, so the Bucks will win that division, but I don't think they go far in the playoffs. Uh, there's too many good teams. Um, there's too many good teams, and I think the teams that do rise to the top of the NFC are going to be younger, faster, and stronger than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, and if by some miracle Tom Brady does make it to the Super Bowl, I don't think the Buccaneers have what it takes to be any of the AFC teams that make it to the Super Bowl at all. Well, so, I, um, it was interesting you did say the Bucs, uh, Dre. Their center is gone for the season. Right. And I think that's a massive loss because we all know how important the center is. That big boy is the is the quarterback of that offensive line. It is the it is the second pair of eyes for the quarterback. And honestly speaking, do I think they the Bucks have a solid season? Yes. Not gonna take that away. Yeah, they, they will have a solid season of professional football, but they're gonna struggle. I really think they are going to struggle this season, and it's because their center is gone. There's a certain love that that the quarterback has with his center, and that love, that relationship is is broken because he's gone for the season. And I'm excited to see what Tom Brady does, and we speak about his legacy. His legacy is intact. Homeboy won 10 Super Bowls. So, <laughs> you, who else won 10 Super Bowls? Right. My man's went to 10 and, and, and won seven of them. Like, nobody nobody has more Super Bowl wins than Tom Brady. He but, has nothing left to prove. He's doing it because right. he could. He has well, nothing left to prove. One of my, um, one of my, one of my um, clients went to a, um, watches a lot of uh, soccer. Mm-hmm. And he was, and supposedly Tom Brady was at a soccer game. 
And they were chanting, go, go to one of the soccer players there. And they said that was the time when Tom Brady was like, I need to go back. Because athletes, top-tier athletes, love the spotlight. I don't care what nobody says. They love feeling like they're on top. And that's the only reason why Tom Brady's back. He went home to his kids and his wife, and he was like, damn, this is regular life. I got to talk to these kids. I got to talk to my wife. <laughs> ah. he, loves nothing, he loves nothing more than that damn Giselle. So <laughs> let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. He was going to play for the Raiders. Yep, him and Grant. He was one hair. The deal was almost signed. He was already looking for houses. And somebody on their management team effed it up really bad. And that's what ended up having him go to the Bucks instead. And I feel like with Tom Brady, I'm like, if it's not broke, don't fix it. If you can still go, go. I think right now he's just proving it to himself. He has nothing left to prove to the industry, the league, the fans, nothing. He is already – people thought Joe Montana was the greatest of all time. Tom Brady is the greatest of all time. Yeah, and there's no – nobody's going to be able to say anything different. Now, I know I love him now because he's on the Bucks. You know how I felt about him before. But yep. now that he's on the Bucks, I love him. So. Have you guys seen the, his, um, his special? The, the, uh, wait, Man he has a new arena. one. Right? Man in the Arena? Hmm. Yeah, it's on, it, it was on ESPN, but it's on, it's on Hulu now. It, it's, um, it's really good. I watched the first two episodes. So they go through all his Super Bowls. Mm. I, saw the one, the, I saw the one. I saw the, what's the name one? The uh, the one they were talking about, the Taco Bell one. Yeah, no, it, they go through every one of his Super Bowls, and then they, they speak about it. They actually talk about this, the Taco Bell, because it was like, that, that, that game changed, like, the course of history, like, for so many people involved in that game. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I also want to, like, and Drew Bledsoe getting told, yo, sit on the bench, my dude. <laughs> Brady's going to start the Super Bowl right now. <laughs> that That is... I looked at Drew Bledsoe in a different light because it's like, yo, you gotta humble the, sh- the, the you gotta humble yourself to, to take that because he had won the game for them to make it to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and he was told to go sit down. But you know, Belichick made the right decision because um, twenty twenty looking looking at it now, it's like, oh man, he did the right thing. Yeah, we definitely look at it back then. This definitely looks like it was it was an amazing decision. Um, who I think is pretty good, pretty much going to win it all. Like Tavia said, I um I think they need to win, or they at least need to get to the Super Bowl. I think it's the Bills. The Bills absolutely have to get to the Super Bowl this year. Like they've played too well, and I can see them going up against the Chiefs this year. I saw them beating the Chiefs last year. They they fumbled the bag a bit, but I can see I can easily see them going to the Super Bowl. And yes, they would have beat the Rams. They absolutely would have beat the Rams. The Rams souped up defense, yes. They souped up offense, yes. But the Bills, outside of the Rams, had the best defense in the league. Josh Allen was the best quarterback in the league, and we we were talking about um. Matthew Stafford a while ago being this down the third. Matthew Stafford is still asked to me. Like you have the best wide receiver in the league, 
I know you got to get it to him, but you're also not a good red zone passer. The the Bills' red zone defense is top in the league. How, how are you going to get the ball to Cooper Cup if you can't throw, throw a touchdown? Any other elite team mm-hmm. would have beaten the Rams this year. They, even like I said, the Bengals had them on their toes. That was a very competitive Super Bowl. You get what I'm saying? And there were many, there were moments where I felt that the Bengals really had their number. But you're not getting past the Chiefs that way. You're not getting past the freaking Bills that way. In the NFC Championship, you're not getting past the, 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 the Packers that way. Or even the Bucks that way if they were playing at full strength. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah. I feel like the Bengals played from behind a lot. Like I felt like they were that always the coming back. Problem. Yeah, they and were Joe Burrow got hurt. In the, Joe Burrow got hurt at the end of the third quarter, and the game was like this close. It so. was razor. It was a razor, razor thin margin. So at the end of the day, I don't want to ever diminish what a, what a team does because at the end of the day, they won. Right. You know what I'm saying? They pulled it off and they won. But I feel like if you play a little devil's advocate and you put other teams with more experienced cores and that, they would have picked apart that defense and they would have picked apart that offense. Because Stafford, to me, was the weakest of the elite quarterbacks, was considered elite. Is he even considered elite? Now he is because he's a champion. Now because he won. Yeah, for sure. But that, that that's like Wilkins said, Derek Carr could look like Brett, um, Aaron Rodgers, because Brett Favre, accident, accident. Brett I was Favre. thinking about, you know, why I'm thinking Brett Favre because we said something earlier about Tom Brady and and you diminishing the legacy. I'm like, I was gonna ask, what I was gonna ask is like, is Tom Brady gonna be considered like Brett Favre? But then again, we, what we're not act- gonna do, what we're not gonna do, what we're not gonna do is play Brett Favre. Okay. Brett, nah, Brett, you can't. You, you can't. You Brett can't Favre. Do. Michael Jordan Wizards the NFL. No, His first go around with the Jets was really good. It's the Jets. Nah, but it was it was a good run he had, and then later on it just went it just went downhill. Because I I love Brett Favre. Brett Favre is actually one of my top three favorite quarterbacks of all time. Mine too. So I. You, we, we can't really we, we can't shit on Brett. Part of my language. We, 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 can't, not, we can't do that to Brett. We, we can't do that to Brett. If Joe Flacco can still be on somebody's roster, hell no. Joe he, Flacco asked too. <laughs> Joe Flacco is, is the modern day Terry Bradshaw, low key. But that's a different conversation. That well, he rode. Oh, that Ravens defense. <laughs> Giddy up, come on. Take, take him there. <laughs> like. Which which in all honesty, we mentioned um uh the Rams and Matt Stafford. I remember I think we were were we texting during that during the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah. Yeah, we were we were texting and then I think we I think me and Joe was like, oh Stafford is Stafford right now. <laughs> The whole time, I'm just like, I'm sitting at work. Was, I'm at work watching the Super Bowl. I'm just like, this man go fumble the whole bag. Because like, <laughs> there was a point where all he had to do was game management. And they had it. They were about to blow them out. Because, I, and like Tay said, if it was a more elite team that was there, they, it would have been a different ball game. 
But that defense, and I was saying this from, from jump, those two men on, on, on that line, when you had, you had Vaughn and, and also, also and, um, yeah. Donald, those two were just killing. And you, as you saw, saw the last play was defense. But Stafford was Stafford the entire, like, especially that second half. That second half. Hey, he Stafford it. The he, whole time. I go back to what Tay said once again. If there was a better team there, whew, we're, we're, they wouldn't have been in that Super Bowl party, partying it up and getting drunk. Right. If it was a better quarterback, put Russell Wilson in that same area. Put someone like Russell Wilson right there. Game is done by halftime. Yeah. And he would have yeah. prayed. And he would have, yes. yeah. So. That he would have took a kneel, but that he was he was really praying. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> but from from that to a team we didn't talk about for for many reasons. Deshaun Watson again. <laughs> I'm about over talking about him, and this is probably the last time we talk about him unless something else comes out. He has now been suspended for eleven games, and fined five million dollars by the NFL. Again, the NFL, Roger Goodell, who uh, me, Matt, and Pete um, continuously on last episode continuously called him a bitch for going outside to independent arbitrators instead of giving the, the handing down the sentence himself. Like, I don't understand. You could have suspended this man for a year and just call it a day. You want to go above and beyond, left and right. Now the man still has a chance to play this season. He should not be playing at all. Ever. I don't think he should be playing at all. My man, 60 women? 60 women? That $5 million? That $5 million is not going to mean nothing. It's nothing because he's about, his money is about to kick in from, from his guaranteed contract. I don't know. So, Wilkins, do you think it's a stupid question? Did the NFL get it right, or it should be more? So, this is a very um, simple but yet layered situation. It's weird. It's really weird. And so, when a, so this is my point of view on the whole thing. When, a, when the story first came out, you know, you heard the whispers of the situation. I was like, all right, cool. We don't know what's going on, blah, 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 blah. We're like, all right, we got to see what happens. But I think at the first, it was like 20 women or something of that nature, 20, 30, whatever, whatever the amount was. And you know the old saying, where there's smoke, there's fire? Yeah. Bro, there was a blaze. <laughs> there was a, a whole blaze in that situation. And for the most part, we all knew he was he was guilty of something. And, and, it, was, and it was a messed up situation. So, you spoke about the arbitrator going to go into an outside arbitrator. I think that was to save face and to take the responsibility off the NFL. Because if the arbitrator made a mistake on when it came to uh, the sentencing, it falls on the arbitrator, not the NFL. And I think when the arbitrator was originally six games, correct, guys? I think that's what it yeah. was. It was originally six games. And I think that's when the... the the you know all that 
th- that pushback came back came from the publicity behind it. Like, yo, what's going on? Only six games and over sixty women. Like, what's going on? This is disgusting. That's where the NFL decided to step in. Roger Goodell is all about publicity, all about what the news says. I'm pretty sure they knew about this whole all of this way before. And I'm gonna say this right now. When Deshaun got signed, the Browns knew he was going to get fined a massive amount of money, which is why his contract was huge, and it's a lot of guaranteed money on that contract. The whole contract is guaranteed. Exactly. They did that on purpose because they knew what was going to happen. And I'm going to tell you this right now. It's a waste of money because Deshaun Watson will never be as good as he used to be. And this, he, it's, sports is mental. He is always going to be looked at as a horrible person for the rest of his career. Unless he's, yeah, so it's not, it's nothing's going to change. Now, the, the ben question was. Ben Roethlisberger was able to escape it. Ben Roethlisberger is also white. Let me put that out there. Yeah, no, 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 no. You're correct, but that and this is this is my opinion. Maybe you know more. His situation came and went. It literally was like, oh, he did this. A week later, two weeks later, we heard nothing about it anymore. That's that. That's how I felt. That went. The Deshaun thing kept going, and it and it kept going up because more and more people kept coming out. And did the NFL get it right to answer your question? No. It should have been a year minimum. Minimum a year. 11 games, why? What's the point of 11 games? You, you, yeah. you, he's still going to play the rest of the season. So he can come back and play the Texans. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Ratings. Ratings. Okay, Tay, you got that right. It was for ratings. You come back and play the Texans, your former team. We have a whole storyline behind it. All oh, the Texans got rid of him because of the situation. Then the Browns signed him. We got a storyline. It's like professional wrestling. <laughs> is, it, is it a Monday night game, too? <laughs> right? <laughs> might, might as well be right at this point. Right? So, they, they definitely got it wrong, man. They definitely got it. They definitely got got it wrong. But the reason why I think they didn't do it for a full year is because there's no video evidence. That there's no. It's just a he says she says situation, quote unquote. So that's that's why Roger Goodell is all about how how the shield looks. His job is to protect all those owners and to protect the bottom line of the NFL. That's his job. This man is really coming back to face the buckets, the uh, in week thirteen to face the Texans, man. <laughs> like, like unbelievable, Unbe- unbelievable. Well, Tech just suspended his ass indefinitely, not jumping. I don't want this to sound wrong, mm-hmm. right? Ray Rice bust his wife's ass in an mm-hmm. elevator, right? Left her for dead. Basically. She stayed with him. Never got divorced. He never played a game again. Oh, hold up, hold up. It was on video. So, you can watch it online multiple times, anytime you want. And once again, like I said before, 
It's how the NFL looks. Because if the NFL were to say you can come back, it's horrible publicity for them. Yes, you're right. Even though it's 60 women, there's no video proof. It's still on a he says, she says basis. It is fucked up. It is fucked up. Pardon my language once again, guys. It is messed up, I mean. I'm trying no, to keep okay. it PG here. I'm trying no, to keep okay. it PG for you guys. No, no, this show isn't PG. This show is far from PG. <laughs> yeah. I, but but tell you, think about it. Think about it. I can go watch it. I can type in Ray Rice on the internet and watch a video of him. Correct? I can't find this, uh, anything about, I can find the story about Deshaun, but there's no video. And that video woof, of Ray Rice with his wife was brutal. She stayed. Yeah, you, you're, you're still right. And it also, wasn't this also the biggest, the first big case with that, per se? Um, I think so. I was a sports journalist at the time for a publication. I was writing for The Source, and I was writing for a couple other sites. And when the story broke, this was something that was completely different than anyone had ever seen. People, There were instances in histories of domestic violence with NFL players and their wives, but this was the first time I think it was on video. Um, so um, jarring and um, and all that. And I get what you're saying, but I'm just saying like, 60 women that is semblance of a prop like that's not that's like a serial rapist at this point oh 100 you are a criminal and it's like it's multiple women coming out and saying like yo he did this he did this and like i said before you can go one or two maybe three but 60 women that means you are the one who has the problem and then now he wants to apologize because he knows he, his back is against the wall. And he hasn't really apologized because there's one woman of the original 23 that refuses to settle with him. The other 22 have because she says that in no way, shape or form does anything he has said in his settlement resemble any type of actual apology or or anything like that. I think, you know, the Ray Rice and the Ray Rice situation there are thousands and millions of people in this country that don't want to admit that there are more people that are okay with putting their hands on a woman. Right. They, so they would rather vilify that because it vilifies what they don't want to admit. They probably do the, the, uh, I forget who it was, Adrian Peterson situation with his, with his child. There are a lot of people that don't want to admit that they likely agreed with what Adrian Peterson did with his child. So they would rather just sit there and say, yes, let's vilify that. He beat his child because you look confused. You're muted. No, I, I, I remember that. I remember that. I was trying to remember how long he was he was suspended for. Was it a season or something? Or was it six I games? So. I don't think he ever played for the Vikings again. Yeah, he I played for the Vikings that. again, yeah. Was it a season he was um he was suspended for, Peter? No, I think it was half a season. I think it was half a season. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then, you know, obviously the Michael Vick situation was the Michael Vick situation and, and things like that. But, you know, when it comes to this situation, here's the thing. A lot of people, this was sexual assault. This was sexual violence. Okay, a lot of people are going to want to sit here and explain this away as, because I'm going to tell you right now, there are probably a lot more people than we even realize that think, that trying to get sexual services after a massage is just commonplace and normal and okay. And it's not. 
But when you're making that much money, you can basically pay someone to do whatever it is you want them to do. So there's obviously a sickness here. Oh, yes. No, 100%. It was definitely an, an issue with control, control and sexual assault and wanting to, to do all of that because, you know, there's, and, and again, there's that dirty word around the idea of paying for, right? Paying, you know, going, getting a, a you know, a, a sex worker or things like that, or just paying for it. You know, that that's a blow to the male ego. Right, like I gotta pay for it. Now nah, I don't gotta pay for it. Right, you should just want to do it because I am who I am. There's that male ego of the celebrity, right? Of the I'm the sports star. I'm Deshaun Watson. Like this is this should be expected. You should be okay he's with it. He's a this. sexual predator. Right, he's he is. Not even an he ego is. in it. He's a sexual predator. Like one hundred percent, one hundred percent. I'm not. I'm not denying that. You shouldn't even be fucking playing again. Like and and and, and, and playing again. The I, NFL? I and I knew he was a sexual deviant. Like, I, I knew. It was something about him that gives me the creeps. And, and, and you know, here's the thing. I'm not going to say the NFL got it wrong because I've already said the NFL got it wrong by not just taking it in their own hands and suspending him as they had the right to do through the CBA. I think, honestly, that Roger Goodell got some kind of inside information from the second arbitrator that he selected, that it still wasn't going to end up being a full season. I think he found out somehow, some way, that the second arbitrator wasn't going to give the NFL what they wanted either. And so Roger Goodell, like Wilkins said, cared more about the shield and saved face. And he said, I'm going to get what I can get. And Because remember, this was a settlement between Deshaun Watson and the NFL. They agreed on 11 games. They settled on 11 games. So the second arbitrator's decision, we're not even going to know what it was. But I have a funny feeling that Roger Goodell found out somehow, some way, that the second arbitrator was going to end up not giving them a suspension that they were going to be happy with. And so Goodell and Goodell sat down with Watson's camp and said, what can we do that can make us both, both look okay? You don't get a full season. We're going to get something. But you still come back and play, but it's got to be more than six games. And I still, and I 100% believe what Taylor Wilkins said as well. The the return against the Texans is completely storyline and revenue driven. Completely storyline and revenue driven. At the end of the day, Deshaun Watson deserves to be in a jail cell. Deshaun Watson does not deserve to be on an NFL field. He does not deserve to play a game. I'm sorry. I am sorry. I don't care that it was 60 women, 20 women. One woman was enough. One woman was enough. And I hate to say this. But Paul Tagliabru has more, had more cojones than Roger Goodell could ever wish to have. Because Paul Tagliabru wouldn't have done all this runaround-ish. Paul Tagliabru would have been like, you're done. You're done. That's it. So, we, so we're not going to sit here and be like, oh, Michael Vick, what he did was heinous to them dogs. But we're not going to sit here and be like, yo, these women are women of color and their lives and their professions and their safety doesn't matter that's what we're kind of bringing this to to me I don't it, it, it was majority women of color yeah a lot of i did i did i didn't know i mean yeah, i didn't know that either i didn't know that either yeah it was majority women of color they weren't you know they weren't necessarily black women but they were women of color they were women with of asian descent I, I, um, I think you gotta see, you gotta see it from how th this is a misogynistic business. They, 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 they listen, listen. It's not right, but but this is the sad reality of the NFL. 
But I mean, but is is doesn't that reflect society though? Because at the end, absolutely. At the end of the day, like I agree a hundred percent with what Peter was saying. You know, he deserves to be in a jail cell. I don't care about paying off some women. If he if there were sixty women that he's accused of, think about the hundreds of women that took the settlement because they did not want their immigration status to be in jeopardy, their job status to be in jeopardy. You get what I'm saying? This is this has so many different levels to it. And I get what you're saying too, Wilkins. Like, and I, I think Pete said it too. Like, what what was the bottom line to make someone not look bad? And I feel like everybody still looks bad in this situation. I feel like the NFL had no choice but to go through this private arbitrator because the union could have appealed it and then Deshaun Watson could have ended up playing all 16, 17 games this season. So they really had no choice. But I feel like the, the, the punishment, it's more severe than originally thought. But he's still one of the richest, you know, quarterbacks in the league. You get what I'm saying? Where he should be sitting in a fucking jail cell. Period. My issue even more is the fact that, again, these are women of color. And now it's just showing that, like what you said, the fact that it's a woman of color, these are women of color, that it doesn't matter. Just because you got a woman of color to to sit on the trial to do it, 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 it doesn't mean anything. Like Roger Goodell should have stepped in from the jump, the same way you were excited to to suspend Vic for a damn near a year, maybe two years from the league. He went to jail, didn't yeah, he? The, yeah, the same way you would okay with Vic getting locked up. Then when you put out Ray Rice, it's the same way you need to put out Deshaun Watson. Like point blank period, he should not be playing. He should not be playing. He should not be playing. And I don't care, even if it was women of color, white women, you know, I don't care what it was, if it was men, if it was anybody, yeah. this is disgusting. Sexual I'm assault. Not saying yeah. that. It's sexual assault is sexual assault. So I'm not saying right. that because these are women of color in particular, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying like they were really steadfast. And like I said, you know, no offense to people who love animals. Like I, I love mm-hmm. people who love animals and I love animals too. You mm-hmm. know, they were so steadfast. To, to apprehend Michael Vick for that disgusting stuff that he was doing with, with animals. You get what I'm saying? So the message that you're given is that you put yourself in this position. You are a massage worker. You know, not all massage parlors have happy endings. You right. can tell the difference. Trust me. I, I get massages. I go to spas. Like, that's my life. You get what I'm saying? So I know when I'm in a rum and tug spot. It's a sickness. And he and then why? So he can go on his press tour. I'm a changed man. You gonna say no? Oh, I don't wanna hear anything he has to say. I don't wanna hear any I don't this will be and I promise this will be the last time Deshaun Watson's name comes out of my mouth. And this will be the last time he is spoken about. It it is done. It it is done. And it, it's, And there are people out there who are defending his actions. I do have a Interesting people, question, though. Those people are the freaking bowels of the earth. Absolutely. You know, 
not so much a question, but just a comment. Like, you know, the NFL is going to try to champion him and 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 do this whole reclamation project if, by some chance, during his tenure with the Browns, especially because it's Cleveland, they've never had this kind of success. They make the playoffs, they win playoff games. God forbid they win a Super Bowl. Not saying they are, but God forbid because of how Cleveland sports is, and they don't like, especially Cleveland football. You know the NFL is going to try to turn this into the storyline of the century and try to erase everything that happened, which is so sad. They should, and they should take away their Super Bowl. Their Super Bowl should be taken away because the Cleveland Browns knew what was up before they even signed them. And speaking of that, they structured that contract, like Wilkins was saying. Not only did they structure it to give him a lot of money, but also the way that the contract is set up, the majority of his money doesn't come this year. He gets more money in the subsequent years because, as Wilkins said, they fully knew he was going to be suspended of some kind this year. Remember, when you're suspended last year, it's disgusting. On, yeah, last year he was on administrative leave. He you was, should he see was the a, people on Twitter. Yeah, he got paid all of last year. Every black man, every day, forever. Are you serious right now? People are trying to say, oh, they're going after the black. Are you serious right now? Like, you choose the wrong time to use the damn race card. Man. Yeah, like, <laughs> listen, we, you, that race we, we, card, we sit that's here. Holster, baby. Right. You know, listen, I am I am all for sitting here. And, you know, it's it's not a joking matter, but I'm all for sitting here and saying I support I support everybody black. But I also want to put an, a, 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 an asterisk around everybody just because you black don't mean you get supported when you do heinous, disgusting, terrible, illegal Bullshit. Exactly. I'm sorry, just because black. Guys, people are like, well, they shouldn't have put their kids around this grown ass man that's a predator. Like, nah. What? Nah. Thank Supporting you. everybody black does not mean ignoring what they do just because they're black. I'm sorry. What? Like, what? <laughs> you, you get what I'm saying? Like, come on. Like, you guys know that I'm proud and, you know, I'm all for equality. I'm all for that. But, like, y'all people on Twitter, really? Like, this is what we've deduced society to. Like, for real, for real. For real. I mean, if you believe stuff like that, like, please get the fuck up on my face. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Put that on your. <laughs> yeah. Put that on your. <laughs> but moving forward, Tavia, I was surprised you brought up this topic. <laughs> We're surprised you brought up this next topic. Them the damn Yankees. Oh my God! So, so as you know, I am a very, very casual baseball fan, right? Yes. But I am a Yankees fan to the core, right? And speaking of Yankees, if you guys do not watch the Captain series by the Derek Jeter story, I mean, you are missing out. You I'm up to episode four. I'm up to episode four. Derek Jeter is everything. By the way, I had such a crush on him when I was 12 years old. I loved him. I loved everything about him. But about these damn Yankees, ever ever since they were 13 games ahead going into the All-Star break, right? And in the past 15 games, the Yankees are now 4-11 and 11 since yes. the entire summer. So what makes me concerned about them, right? You have all this these these issues with judge and, and the, the the management. You know, they they're spiraling. 
Yeah. Right. The Mets were looking like they were spiraling for a while too. They were doing yeah. really good, much better um, than we always know what the Mets are to do. But the Yankees went from number one to like number nineteen. So now, Peter, I need you to kind of put your Rosado spin on this stuff. Because all I know is that they fired him. Well, the Yankees are still, you know, you're not wrong, right? You're not wrong. I'm going to sit here and, and I'm not going to sit here and be an apologetic Yankee fan. You're not wrong. We have been slumping badly. We are actually, it's worse than that. We are four and um, four and 13 in the last 17 games. Uh, we've lost games to the Toronto Blue Jays, who are currently in a series with. We're about to go face the Mets on the second half of the yearly Subway series, and they have their two best pitchers lined up in Max Scherzer and Jacob deGrom to go up against the Yankees. And with the Yankees' recent struggles, it does not look very good for them. Uh, they've lost a lot of close games recently, uh, and then they've gotten blown out as well. The offense it seems to have sputtered out. Um, Judge is still hitting, not hitting with as much power as he was, but still hitting. The rest of the lineup is just sputtering. And a lot of it's to do with injuries. The pitching squad is my biggest concern. Uh, Severino is obviously out again on the IL. Probably won't come back until near the end of the season. Um, Frankie Montas, who we traded for at the trading deadline, has not looked good in his first three starts as, as a Yankee. And he's also still kind of getting his feet under him because he was injured for most of the season. And our bullpen has not been great. And we just recently lost Clay Holmes, our closer, uh, to the injured list as well. There's a lot of reasons why the Yankees are slumping, but at the end of the day, they're just not hitting. That offense is not doing what it needs to do. I mean, the greatest thing I was looking forward to today is the fact that today was the day, today was Paul O'Neill day. We retired 21. Paul O'Neill, the, the greatest right fielder that I ever saw in my life growing up. Um, my second favorite Yankee in the 90s behind only Bernie Williams. Um, and, you know, so that was, that's a reason to celebrate. But right now, honestly, the Yankees have been severely underperforming. Uh, they are, I believe, seven games ahead of the Blue Jays in the ALE. So we still do have a decent lead in the division. But it's it's not looking good. If we continue this slide, it's not going to be good. And, and we're not we're going to get knocked out of the playoffs again. Uh, I do think we have the pieces to have a successful second half of the season. I still do think the Yankees have a lot coming for them that in ways they can turn it on. But it just – the offense has been terrible. It really hasn't. The pitching squad has equally – been not as good. I blame the pitching. Pitching yep. is garbage. D, we all know pitching is important in, in, in baseball. Come on, Pete. We all know what's going on. The pitching has been basudo. Basuda. Straight basuda. Basuda. Like, it's just trash. Yes. The pitching has been absolutely horrible. We are not defending it. Did any you just say basuda? Yeah, I, I, obviously... <laughs> Obviously, I don't know what the hell I'm saying. But anyways. <laughs> but no, that laugh is iconic, horrible. I swear. It's it's horrible. It is the some of the worst pitching in baseball right now. Over the stretch, obviously. Not over the entire year, but over the stretch. It's been really, really bad. And it's crazy because the Mets is, is killing it right now. The you know the ugly sister, the stepsister of the of the um, baseball in New York City, because the Mets are killing it, but the Yankees are, are like just fall like fell off a cliff. The Mets are recently struggling too, so it, it's it's eh, 
it's eh, with them with the mad, but they're, they're they're doing their thing for the most part, and it, it's is this something? Is it management? Has the team turned their back on the manager? Is that what it is? Is the team chemistry just off? Is there something going on internally that we don't know nothing about? Because because this is ridiculous, Pete. Now this pitching staff is just listen, outside of Garrett Cole. Um, it's it's been bad. It's been very very bad. Severino has been on and off the injured list for the last two and a half years, and then he came back and got injured again. So Severino is really you know the confidence issue that we have not had. You know a lot of a lot of people don't talk about it, but what made that the Yankee teams great. In the 90s and even the early 2000s was our bullpen. We always had a great bullpen. It was uh, Ben Williams, Derek Dino. You know, no, but we had no, we had a great bullpen. You had guys like Graham Lloyd and Mike Stanton and Ramiro Mendoza, uh, all of them that were coming in and could shut it down. Like the Yankees had such a good bullpen back in the in the late 90s. You could literally pull the starting pitcher after the sixth inning and throw Graham Lloyd, Mike Stanton, Mariano Rivera. Three innings of shutout baseball in relief, and you had nothing to worry about because our, our relief pitching was that good. But our bullpen has been crap. The starting pitching is terrible, and, and what could you 100% right? The Mets have been doing so well because they have great starting pitching. Carlos Carrasco, who's been their worst starting pitcher this year, still has been one of the better starting pitchers in the league. Then you got DeGrom and you got Scherzer. You got Tajuan Walker, who's really coming along. The, the Yankees have a lot of issues. Nasty Nestor Cortez, who was the revelation at the beginning of the year, is starting to starting to fall off, you know, because we didn't know whether or not he'd be able to continue for the whole year. But it's really bad. And then you traded Jordan Montgomery for Frankie Montas, and Frankie Montas has been trash on trash. It's it's the only thing we can take solace in right now is we built such a big lead. We still have one of the best offenses in baseball. We still have great position players around around the around the team and we have decent enough pitching that if it turns on it's going to be it's going to be lights out but right now it hasn't we have a seven game lead but it's evaporating quickly and they're going to have to turn it around very quickly if they want to maintain their spot in the playoffs because would it be really really sad if the Yankees not only slip out of first place but slip out of the division lead but also slip out of that wild card because you have teams that are chasing in that AL East Dre, you're muted. You're muted, Dre. Sorry. Final topic of the day. LeBron James signing a $97 million extension with the Los Angeles Lakers. He deserves it, period. Uh, absolutely deserves That's it. That's on your... That's, and put that on but your... But he wants Kyrie Irving in LA. That that is the last thing Pete said before his phone died. <laughs> <laughs> so that so that's how we know what, how he really feels. Uh, we know he deserves the contract, but um, I felt he was holding off a bit before signing until he knew what the Lakers were going to do. Um, I still don't think he knows what the Lakers are going to do. So my my question to you, Queen. Was this a good decision for him to re-sign with the Lakers? And is this his last deal? Yes, this is his last deal, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe – I think he wants to hold off until he's able to play against the Sun. Mm-hmm. 
So maybe this may not be his last deal. I feel like this is his last deal worth this. Mm. I believe that this is his last ride, his last dance per se. Right. All you Jordan lovers out there. Um, <laughs> but I do feel like it was a smart business decision for him. And I do feel like it was a smart business decision for the Lakers. Whereas LeBron's productivity did not wane as much as people thought it did. Mm-hmm. His supporting cast sucked. Absolutely. Last season. You get what I'm saying? Do I feel like the Lakers have what it takes to, to win another chip? It's the NBA. Anything can happen. Y'all was sitting yeah. here ready to throw parades on Flatbush Avenue with them Brooklyn Nets. And, you know, I'm able to be realistic and leverage and manage expectations. You get what I'm saying? So I know the limitations of where LeBron James is. And whereas where he can, where he may have waned on the court, his mm-hmm. off the court value to up and coming players and even players who are still there now, you get mm-hmm. what I'm saying, is invaluable at this point. And I do feel like him wanting Kyrie or an elite level point guard or shooting guard or whatever it shows that he still wants to compete to win. This is not a vanity project for him. Whereas what we saw like with the Jordans of the world, like when they went to the Wizards, you know damn well the Wizards wasn't going to win anything. Now we get to the playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> we already knew that. So he still wants to be competitive. So do I feel, I feel like he would not have signed such a deal or put himself out there had he not felt that him and the squad that they should be putting together isn't, a, isn't able to compete. I'm on point today. Hi. Hey, sis. Hey. <laughs> I see you, just Sir Wilkins. Yeah, this is his last deal, man, and he, he, he he's done with this team. And I think they were really trying to figure out what pieces they were going to put around him. And it's crazy because you got to give it up to him. He's almost forty. He's still killing it. I resent that you're saying that he's almost forty because me and LeBron are the same thing. Father time doesn't lose. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. Father time does not lose. I'm slowing down. I'm about to be 35 soon. And it's, uh, body ain't the way it used to be. <laughs> so I can't hear you. Sasha cursed you out. I feel like I'm better than ever. Oh, yeah, of course. You, you, of course. Um, Spiritually, you feel you're better than ever. Physically, too. <laughs> I'm able to do things with my body that I was never able to do. Well, that's beautiful. You and LeBron are the same person. <laughs> but for normal human beings that are <laughs> aliens from another planet <laughs> with superpowers. Did y'all not see my muscles yesterday? <laughs> yes, we yes. did. Muscles. Yes, we did. You called it Jack and Juicy? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but LeBron, Le- LeBron is out of here. He's, he's getting out of here. I see him retiring at forty-three. To be honest, <laughs> he's gonna play with his with his kid, be on the same team with his kid, and then go, and then ride out to the sunset. And I, I, but the Lakers need to step it up, though. I, um, have they made any moves this offseason? No, nothing of significance. No. Yeah. So. 
Anthony, Dav- Anthony Davis told niggas at the beginning of, of the summer I haven't picked up a basketball since April and it's been all downhill since then. <laughs> Did we trade him? I'm rather the White Howard at this point. The White Howard's going to WWE, man. You know, he's about to. He's about to. Mm-mm. I don't know where you go. <laughs> he ain't got no job. He, he, he tried out for a whole different sports. <laughs> he deserves it. Let me tell you something. Get Dwight Howard ass on back there because Anthony Davis playing games, okay? At least Dwight Howard going to play. At least he's going to play. He's going to try. Well, well the, thing, the thing is, AD has horrible. Who's ever training him is doing a horrible job. And, that, and that's it, and that's the, the thing, because he's missed the glass at this point in his career, and, and, and it's really, really, really bad, because it, it, it's he, he just can't stay on the court. But when he's on the court, he'll, he'll kill. He, he's, he's a monster. Yeah. But, so he missed that, and then his whole leg is broken. Like. Yeah, but LeBron, yeah, he, he's he, he. I feel he's gonna coast this season. And maybe next, and then just leave. Unless they make a major change to that roster. And before Pete left, maybe it is Kyrie Irving. Um, LeBron, of course, deserves the money. Of course, he wants to play for championships. Um, you're on the Lakers. If you're playing on the Lakers, you should want to play for championships. That's what they do for the most part. Um, but I do think that He's going to ride this out, and then he's going to eventually play with his son. And if the league, and if he Tom Brady's it enough, he may preserve himself to play with both his sons. Who knows? Now you see that? That I don't want to see. Like, I want him to play <laughs> against, against his oldest son. But if if LeBron is still playing in the league, by the time his second son come on, the NBA is rigged. Why you say that? It's only two years. They're only two years apart. Yeah, but that's but it's still two years of 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 a degrading superstar. Like like all right, let's not drag it here, okay? <laughs> let let let's be real, okay? Mm-hmm. LeBron's been in the league for like thirty years at this point. He is sixty in NBA <laughs> years. If he's still playing when his second son gets to the league, I'm never watching the NBA game again. What if he killing? What if LeBron's like old game? <laughs> it's like y'all still didn't figure him out yet. It has been thirty years. Y'all still didn't right, him out? Like, right, <laughs> right. LeBron like, still averaging ridiculous now. LeBron averaging twenty five, eight and eight at no. like at, at forty three years old. Go no. crazy. <laughs> nah, but again, he deserves the contract. But the Lakers have to make some moves. You, you pretty they much have to make some moves. They have to move away from AD. It's mm-hmm. over. Yeah, it's over, and I hate to say this because when he does play, as rare as it is, he can be an elite level center. You get what I'm saying? He he has a gift, but he's in street clothes more than he's in a jersey. And I, and I hate to say, you know, I hate to comment on anybody's athletic ability. To like, mm-hmm. I hate to do that. I don't like to do that. But it's time to move on. And I don't feel like Kyrie's the answer either. I think you need a younger core. I think you need some. I think you may need some veterans sprinkled in here and there, as we saw with um, Al Horford in the NBA Finals this year. You know, Al Horford to me was more valuable than anybody on that Boston Celtics uh, roster. 
during the finals. Granted, they lost. But you need a couple of young young bucks sprinkled in with veterans. Be that as it may, Kyrie is a he's been in the league for a long time too now. We thought that Russell Westbrook was gonna be a good solve for the Lakers issues. As we are seeing, these older players are not gonna be able to keep up with the younger NBA. So you need a little bit of a, a of a balance. Mm-hmm. Kyrie ain't the answer. I think I, Kyrie's not the answer, but I think Kyrie helps. But where are they going to get that young talent from? It's a difference between round one and round two. But where's that young talent from? It's, it's not a big difference. But LeBron will get you to the finals with or without. <laughs> with. Get his money. It's time. Get him. He don't got to go to college. His, his, his daddy, Rich Rich. He don't got to go to college. Come on. Come on, Bronny. It's time. <laughs> Look, Scotty Pippen Jr., I think he made the main roster. So I don't know. That that could be a help. If you don't want Kyrie, we got little, little Scotty. Play defense a little bit smarter, like I hope he's smarter than his dad. Oh, well the NBA got more money now than his when they did when his dad was around. So <laughs> So the, it's so, almost so, y'all, my yeah, people are out it's starting to I'm starting to get yeah. hooked up. It's time. All right. But Great episode, guys. Wilkins, thank you for joining us. Uh, congratulations. We haven't joined in like two years, so this is a this is a very good day. This is this is probably like the two year anniversary of which Wilkins. Yeah. I think the last time he joined was like we were a different show. We we were whole it was different during show. COVID. COVID had just started. Hold on. Yeah, you're on mute. So you you're on mute. yeah, it was just like around COVID. When COVID just started. So my anime t-shirt. Yes, who's on it? That is Who No, because your hair your hair's in the way. <laughs> I see a sword. <laughs> pronounce that. that. I need my daughter. How do you pronounce his name? Rengoku. Yeah. Rengoku. From <laughs> Demon Slayer. Ah. <laughs> Mugen Train. Your daughter gonna keep you up to date with all all the the, the anime. I still like watching the old stuff. <laughs> but um, again, shout out to the Sailor Moon. I love it. I love Sailor Moon. Only I acknowledge. It made I rewatch. Like I rewatch Sailor Moon. She's real problematic though, but yes, I rewatch it. Very problematic. <laughs> but um, again, shout out to the Job Tears Network, especially shout out to the Job Tears Podcast. Again, Sir Wilkins representing them. Um, again, great event yesterday. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, again, can't wait to see what we have in store for next year. A whole year, god damn. Yeah, it's mania, it's the mania cookout. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> said, no, 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 no. <laughs> Can, but, can we please next year do it in an indoor venue with some air conditioning? Because let me tell you something. <laughs> if I would have had to be out there and the sun was shining, I would have been in shambles. Yeah, if you got there earlier, you you you'd yeah, I would have left. I would have been like, no, I'm not doing this. This is ghetto. You'd be like, all right. No, I don't do outdoors. <laughs> like, don't invite me to your picnics. Don't invite me to your outdoor barbecues. Like, I'm not doing that if it doesn't have a pool. If it doesn't have like amenities that are sufficient for people to be standing outside 
And you're not supposed to drink alcohol when you're outside like that. Like, you really could get sick. Like, that, that ass. Uh, well, we haven't heard from a lot of people who were there yesterday and they yeah, allowed them to drink alcohol. So. Somebody was trying to get me to drink. I'm not going to say no names. Like, y'all know I don't drink alcohol. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you're trying to get all of us to drink. Uh, <laughs> like, why? What are we doing here? But I really enjoyed myself. I have not, I enjoyed myself a lot. So shout outs to you guys because you know I'm a tough, you know I'm tough. You know I'm not easy. So I had a great time. Thank you for your hospitality. Thank you for the looks. There were some really attractive guys out there yesterday. You know, I wish you guys would have entered that great sweatpants tournament, that whatever that was. Faye Jackson, you are a queen. I love you. Um, but the pants wasn't pantsing. It's like, <laughs> like somebody was out there in work pants. Like they were gonna they were gonna, you know, wrestle at two o'clock and then go to Home Depot at six for their shift. Listen, indie wrestlers got shoot jobs, bitch. So you can go to to Dick Sporting <laughs> and get freaking gray sweatpants for twelve ninety nine. We were on Graham Avenue. They could have went down a block or exactly. over there and got some. And if and if and if you are not holding you should put a sock and tape it so that it would have give the appearance. Mm-hmm. Appearance is everything. <laughs> we we gotta take notes and let and let Faye know for next year. Hey, this is what you need people to do. <laughs> but uh, again, shout out to everybody. Shout out to the entire honest. network. You guys put on a hell of a show, and I really Absolutely. enjoyed myself. And you know, I don't really know much about the industry like that. So for me to have a a, a day out with my friends. And see you guys, and and I'm so proud of you. So, and you know, I don't really go out for much. So, I was glad I came. Good times, good times, good times. Barbecue field. And if you ever see Wilkins without a wild, sorry, this is a wild ass comment. I'll, I'll know, fam. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. All right, all right, fam. I don't know what you be doing, Vince, but you got a bulge to divulge, baby. Do your thing, fam. Do your thing. So, on behalf of the Java Tears Network and the Java Tears Podcast for BK Matt. Wait, on for, behalf of what? This is not that show. We were a completely different show. Yeah. On yeah, behalf of the Your Sports Show. I'm not finished. Well, you, you, I say you, y'all by name. Okay. <laughs> I do say y'all by name. If I got to see Wilkins bald ass head one more fucking time. <laughs> For BK Matt, for Pete Rosado, for the Queen, Queen Tay. It is your boy. We miss you, Matt. I haven't had a good argument in months. (laughs) Big baby signing off. Peace.